show with Ryan and Taylor. It is December 4th. Every time I say the week, I'm just like, oh, I know. December 4th in uh, Sydney, Australia. Uh The point of the podcast here is talking to my friend Ryan about our thoughts and feelings about the week. Ryan, how are you? It's been uh, it's been a week. It's been a week. Good morning, Taylor. Uh, I'm all right. I am chatting to you not from my newly furnished, completely settled in apartment, but um, Mm -hmm. I'm still at home. That said, uh, that has been the newest development since we last spoke was I got my keys to that apartment. I spent one night in it on an air mattress. It was pretty wild. Um, Already finding some issues with, uh, like, I think there's this, like, water pipe or steam pipe right right behind the door in my bathroom, and it's, like, hissing, and I, like, called the super to ask if that was, like, normal... So, you know, it's is it just a heater. Is it's it just, just like, like a, a heater. And I think radiator? it's just I think it's just like loud. And I'm like, is that normal? Yeah. That sort of thing. But um, yeah, all, you know, I, I'm I am having my own very particular onboarding orientation to New York. And it's it's a lot. But that's that's fine. It's what I wanted. So uh, I'm dealing with that. I'm at home to uh, kind of assess what I need to pack and what I need to move. And um and I just got my booster shot for COVID, so I'm, like, here just in case, like, you know, if I, uh, yeah, if I'm knocked out or just uh, severely ill, I'd rather not do that in a practically yeah. empty apartment with yeah. noisy pipes, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> at home where I can, I don't know, find some chicken soup from, you know, yep. yeah, an adult. So all in all, it's been pretty eventful. I'm sure we'll we'll cover lots of things that happened over the week, but uh, enough about me, Taylor. How about you? Good morning. How's your week been? Ah, uh, good evening, Ryan. It's been all right. it's been all right. It's been one of those weeks where the workload is just like the only thing I've been thinking about has been work for two weeks because I just had this hard hard bit of uh, yeah hard problem to solve. Solved it yesterday. Ended the day. It was like all right. I don't have the energy to think about what I'm doing this weekend. Like it's just the end. So now I'm, I'm, I've awoken to a new day. I have a little bit more of energy, a little bit more hope just because whatever I was doing is behind me. And now I have uh, some time to do my real life. Um, yeah. Okay. Congrats. Um, and I'm, are there any, like, I don't know, any pithy kind of lessons or platitudes from, from, Uh, from, or is it just like, you know what? I just want, yeah. I mean, this is the whole problem is like the whole time, the last two weeks, I've been stressing out about this, this project, this problem that I'm solving uh, about garbage disposal, right? That's, that's what I do in software. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm creating a system that manages where waste goes, right? And the whole time I'm stressed out about this thing, I also know that I will probably solve it. I also know that this probably will be done but I'm also freaking out that it won't, but I know that it will. So the real problem is, is not that it won't get done. The real problem is now that I can't, I don't know, manage my emotions is too hands-on, but it's, it's just like when you know that it won't be a problem, but you still have the feelings that it is a terrible, anxious, stressful time. How, how do you solve this? How do you not I, feel I, bad, Ryan? I don't. I, you know, your guess is as good as mine, right? I um, I'm at I'm at least um, I don't know. I guess I'm boneheaded enough to not let that like somehow like it's a, if I if I don't have to think about it, I won't. 
but uh, I think if it's really, really persistent, then yeah, I, I guess that just means, um, well, does talking about it help? Or, or uh, I don't yeah, know. I mean, now now it doesn't count because it's over. Right, it's right, like, right, 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 right. But this this will repeat. I know that in my mm -hmm. lifetime, I will run into more times like this where I'm stressed out about a thing mm -hmm. that I know mm -hmm. will be fine. So the question is, how do I go about, I don't know, handling that stress in a way that isn't the way that I do it now, which is to not, or, or to just be uncomfortable for two weeks at a time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like at some point you're going to, um, that muscle that helps you sort of, or rather that like that, uh, that ability to just stay uncomfortable and muscle your way through it is going to, to tank or, you know, unless you somehow like find like, I don't know, external support or you reprioritize how you, or maybe you have to like, I don't know, put a real plan in place. I mean, again, this is, this is all work related, right? But I guess it doesn't have to be right. It could just be it's, a task yeah. and then it's yes. looming. It's foreboding. And you're like, uh, I, I, I have to do this. I know I can do this. I know it's, you know, there is, there is an end goal, but uh, it, you know, maybe you should talk to like somebody like a project manager. I know that probably what you've done is like project management, right? But like, you know, how do they, what is the, oh gosh, there's a term for this, right? It's, it's like industry specific, qualitative or quantitative, like, but it's like, how do they basically like, how, how do they chunk it or like create some sort of implementation phase and then like budget, not only just the time, but the resources attached to it. Somebody was just telling me about it. It's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's, it's, but, um, I don't know how project managers do that because if I'm as unreliable as I am, uh -huh. how can you possibly make a plan out of what I do? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and also how can you, uh, I mean, projects are sometimes their timelines are un like timelines are unreliable, right? Things happen all yeah. the time. So how can you possibly prepare for something unless you've done it before? And even then, like, there's just so many dependencies mm -hmm, in, mm -hmm. in this vague example project we're talking about. Right. But I think it's most work is this thing where you're like, well, I can't do my thing until Jerry does his thing, but mm -hmm. he can't do his thing until Sydney does her thing. And that all requires the box of donuts to get here by Thursday. And it's like, how do you even, I don't know. How, I don't yeah. know how it gets done. Man. Yeah. I, I don't know either. Um, you know, I mean, we work in office settings or rather like we work in like, I guess, teams where uh, ostensibly right teamwork and everybody just doing their part or what they're assigned to do makes mm -hmm. things happen but like that doesn't always happen and no matter how <laughs> i guess i wonder if we've never left high school right where sometimes it's like there's always that one person who does all the work or um has to shoulder most of the burden <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's just folks who just loaf about because that's kind of their thing i say this because i am increasingly becoming that person who loafs about i'm like i'll take care of it i procrastinate i'll i'll i'll, I'll delegate i'll defer <laughs> because um and i don't know if that means i'm not very good at my job or i just don't care about it anymore but yeah i it, it's let somebody why else both? why not both for no listeners and uh, i'm sure what if you're just type A, right? What if you just want to get things done in as efficient uh, and like if it were up to you? I don't want you, that label. I don't, well, I, it's, I, I mean, I I don't again, want to be type it, A. It's hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's the royal you. Yeah. If, uh, yeah, the only way that something can get done right is if you do it yourself, which uh, half the time I'd, I'd 
be uh i'd believe you or rather I'd, I'd i'd agree but i also know that i don't know everything when i'm working on something and i need a little if only to validate my work at least uh you know an opinion but that's why i don't understand managers who maybe this is uh where i'm coming from but like at least how i started most of my professional career i've had to like basically put it up through all the levels right it all gets like you know it all gets terraced or tiered up and then that's how something gets done and basically everything is approved via committee so maybe this wonderful thing that you've worked so hard on just gets chipped away or edited or revised through and through until it becomes something you don't even recognize and then that's how you get jaded and don't want to do anything you don't want to do because uh yeah. Because it's not what you made? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. Or, heaven forbid, it's you're not even recognized for it because by virtue of it not actually resembling what you started with. Hmm. So, um, but I don't understand folks, who, uh, managers or anybody who's just like, yeah, just like figure it out. Like, you know, there's, there's, there's no, um, there's no parameters. There's no timeline. There's no sense of guidance. There's just complete and utter trust. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i don't know we definitely have uh parameters in what i do it's a very specific uh th set of acceptance criteria before that code can be merged and uh so I, I guess i'm lucky in that sense but yeah 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 i mean that's the whole thing is i know what to do well that's not necessarily true but it is like the problem will be solved but i still feel bad how do we how do we skip the part where i feel nervous and anxious and just get to the part where it's done or i have the confidence to know that it i don't know the feelings don't not don't matter i don't know i mean this is the hard part yeah trying to even talk about it i think at least you recognize like that those feelings are going to come up and you also recognize that they're going to come up again right like you know that this isn't just some one and done this will be a pattern so how do you deal with the pattern should it emerge again there's probably some great coping mechanisms all this all this all this stuff that you can probably try out but you probably won't be able to prepare for it until it actually happens again yeah 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 so yeah well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, maybe you just get a less stressful job. Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> I was thinking about that, but uh, I don't know. I got. I like this job. Uh, I like this job. Mm -hmm. I like the people. Mm -hmm. It's. It's like. Um, what? Are they, what? Are they, you know the phrase "cutting your teeth." I hate that phrase. It's very. It's gross. Why would you cut your teeth? That's, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, that's. Um... But it is. It's cutting my teeth in the uh, tech industry. It's like my first real tech job, so You're, yeah. so I think that's that's worthwhile for doing because of the safety and security that a tech job affords people. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, gosh. I mean, if that's what it takes to survive and hopefully thrive in the sector, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, yeah. I, I I think to your point, you're you're. Earning your keep, sowing your oats, uh, getting getting badged, I, 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 yeah. So I, I don't know why I thought badge. I think it's because like digital accreditation, they always talk about badges and like gamifying stuff, and it's stupid, oh, stupid yeah. and dumb. Oh, that uh, that was that seems like such a 
late to 20 early 2010s trend is to it, gamify your your website it is very yeah um i think i remember being or feeling like on the tail end of that when like charities because they're woefully late about everything is like yeah like we're going to um increase student participation by giving them badges which means that they can use it you know and it'll give them it'll incentivize them to complete the program or the end of this program they're going to get a badge which which is basically like something that they can show on their res resume you know what's funny is that i'm actually doing that right now with one of like a work-related things mm -hmm. um it's like this uh asian leadership academy thing i i say that with um because that there's a, there, there's a completion badge, right? Uh-huh. Um, uh -huh. So I, I I don't know how to respond. So I don't I don't well please the, continue. Here's the thing. What, what the, happens in the Asian Leadership Academy? Or you can't tell it. So the I guess the idea is and I just started, so this will be a great way for me to document my progress cuz right now I have one idea about it and maybe it'll change. I don't I think it will though. Um but I, th I think it's the same curriculum for various, like, diasporic groups in corporate or at least, like, professional America. It's run by a consulting firm that's kind of big that should not be named because it's, I think, evil. And so I feel bad okay. about it. But well, now we all know, know, you know, the small pool of yeah, you could, you could, inept could. consulting companies that run the world because their brand name is stronger than their actual work that they do. Yep. And uh, if you are a business and you need a consulting firm, you can never go wrong by choosing one of the ones we're thinking of. Yep. Because if they fail, you didn't fail. And it's like this <laughs> cyclical thing where capitalism <laughs> keeps failure <laughs> at the top, despite... Uh, not succeeding in the uh, the projects, you can still rely on the companies that have the most money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And these folks have inordinate amounts of money, so much so yep. that they're gifting it to my company for free. But yeah, so there's an Asian Leadership Academy, there's a Latinx Leadership Academy, there's a Black Leadership Academy for this, you know, for these badges, and ultimately a uh, I think it's a certificate or at least the brand name of completing this six-month professional development program wow. where, you know, the only difference is that it's, or what, what makes it unique is that it's taught by the folks within that diaspora. So instead of just getting, you're, you're still getting the same curriculum, but it's told from the perspectives and hopefully understanding the nuances and the ways that folks navigate um from from that diasporic or lived experience so i'm all of the administrators are asian or asian identified pacific islander identified so i guess that's but it is more or less the same language like they're still talking about authenticity they're still talking about intention uh, they're taking they're taking uh, the language of like authenticity of what of what what are we talking about here when you when you're getting your badge, what what is what meter is filling up? What do you do to to get this badge? You you have to take three modules about like I think like thought process or like you know I don't know competence in like what you do. It's like basically like technology, marketing, like operations, all of these uh, vague contours about work stuff. I'm I'm sure. 
I'm sure Asian it's great. Leadership Academy has three modules in which the modules, the, the three things you said have very little to me to do with what being Asian is. What, what is, what is this? What but is it, going it on? doesn't, it does it has everything to do with what being an acceptable leader uh, is right yeah. no so it's cap it's it's not asian leadership it's asian leadership mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's how mm -hmm. it's pronounced <laughs> and it's uh it's trying to take this cookie cutter mold and mm -hmm. you know try to you know at least bend the edges enough so it fits right you know an asian cookie or the other way around <laughs> you know <laughs> Okay, right, okay. but um, like I'm, I'm, of yeah, course yeah. I'm skeptical because like, why? I don't, I don't need this, and yet I do because I want the, I want it on my resume, right? I want to somehow be branded as, um, yeah, this acceptable and, uh, I don't know, noteworthy, competitive type of professional by having this type of certificate. It's like when some folks do, they don't in, in, um, enroll in Harvard, but they'll do like a Harvard certificate program and you know that they're mm -hmm. just doing it so that they can say that they went to the Harvard whatever yeah. certificate program. That's exactly what this is. So, so what's happening here is that this consulting company, this evil consulting company has productized the concept of leadership and then broken it down into different racial groups. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is yeah. that correct? It is, is absolutely okay commodified. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, and of course, it's pretty gross. It's pretty, pretty gross. <laughs> um, and it's utilizing the language of, I think, social justice and, and diversity, mm -hmm. equity, and inclusion that's, movements. Yeah. That's, you know, it's corporatizing that. Yeah. In a way that, of course, feels insincere. But again, what its clout and its name brand recognition does is smooth that all to like, well, of course I'm doing this, right? I'm not going to deny, mm -hmm. you know, and if it's free or if our company's paying for it or if we're the first sort of cohort, like, what do I have to lose except that it's embarrassing to admit that you're in the program. <laughs> <laughs> so any sort of, I don't know, uh, self-respect, that's probably what I'm losing. But, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. And, you know, they give you reflection journals and they want you to spend two hours a week on this. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's then two I, hours of your time or two hours of company time. I guess company time. Okay. So that's the correct answer. That is the correct answer. And uh, seeing as this is company sponsored, and there is a cohort of company of Asian company members involved in this, uh, yeah. At the very least, it's an opportunity to even figure out who the other Asian folks at my company are because i haven't really encountered a lot of them at least in the earliest parts of my career at this company and uh, unless they're actually from asia which yeah but like i don't think that's the right like even though it's it's definitely u.s centric or mm -hmm. north america centric and uh at the very least we can commiserate as to how or at least maybe even work 
with each other to like, okay, what's the answer for this? I don't want to do this. Can you help? The, you know, it's it's what's good. the answer? What's the answer for, because what's we're too busy. We're too Asian leadership question. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm I'm a pretty yeah. high ranking. Yeah, can you person? <laughs> you know what's uh, funny is that everyone's expecting by everyone probably myself, but also the folks who are running the program, that in Asian fashion, which I resent, everyone's going to overachieve and, like, be really good at this. And just to spite folks, I'm like, uh, no, I'm going to procrastinate every single thing. I'm going to be really negligent and delinquent on all these deadlines because I know what this is really all about. Right, it's to get a fancy accreditation and thing on my resume. And while I do want to play, right, because this is, you know, I, I get it. Like I'm in this program because, uh, yeah, I've been selected and deemed worthy. I also want to challenge the fact Jeez. that this exists in the yeah. first place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, what is uh, the authenticity of why would why? How dare the program talk about authenticity when the program does not actually it's not a product of that. It does not market yeah. that whatsoever. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can see you're getting a little ruffled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, come come back to yeah, me yeah. in a few. Uh, maybe it was, what's the midpoint? Once you have your badge. <laughs> I'm an authentic Asian leader now. <laughs> now that I've been deemed worthy. You know what's sad is I know exactly uh, how this timeline's going to go, right? I'm going to do the program. I'm going to come off as being, I don't know, really sharp or really funny or at least really sincere about how um, insincere this program is. And then warp it into an interesting story that i can use at an interview and then it will ultimately yep. and then it is and then it is authentic and a real experience and an expression yeah 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 yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah yeah i don't know I don't, I don't know i don't know did i use it or did it use me Hi, a minor content warning for this segment. We briefly mentioned suicide. Well, speaking of weird uh, work environment mm -hmm. uh, events, oh, okay, so I work in a, uh, in a company that's a tech company mm -hmm. that lives, you know, is leasing a place with a bunch of other startups i don't know if we necessarily qualify as a startup our financial model is different blah 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 boring tech stuff we had a christmas party right and we're meeting all the other people on our floor uh who run interesting tech problems like there's medical ai and uh boring or 3d 3d space <laughs> analyzing of a office buildings so you can tell the realtors what it looks like better you know like there's a range of stuff that i think is actually cool important yeah. technology and stuff that is why are you working on that dude uh, you're smarter <laughs> you're smart enough to build this and not smart enough to know that that's lame but you All know right. here's the thing is that maybe they're not so like maybe they are smart because they s pitched it to somebody and someone wasn't smart enough to know that that was lame and they gave the money for it and now they have to follow through <laughs> well there's a difference between lame and profitable and yes. unfortunately <laughs> lame things are often very profitable um yeah so i'm in this environment where you know people are starting to drink and there's a uh, a keynote speaker the um 
the chief data scientist of Australia. So like a federal government data scientist is there Ooh. and he's in like a tuxedo. It's so clear that this guy is on his way to anything else besides <laughs> this little Christmas party because everybody else is like, I'm in a t-shirt. I have like a little Animal yeah. Crossing t-shirt on <laughs> and I'm in shorts. And then this guy walks up in a tux. <laughs> I don't know. It was very strange. He makes a little, you know, a nice little thing com completely right. inoffensive, just thanks us to for contributing to the economy of Australia during a pandemic time, blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Mr. Chief Data Science. He walks away. Uh, second guy comes up and he starts giving like a real, he's like the, the mother of the, the floor. You know, he's taking care of all these new startups and running that managerial space. Uh, and it's, it's, he's talking about how much we all, all the combined revenue earned by all the startups and the amount of growth in terms of people hired and the amount of money raised in VC funding, all of this in the backdrop of this having been a hard year to recover from, especially with multiple lockdowns and COVID. And, and he, you know, he brings up somebody dying from COVID in, the, in one of the teams and how to support the family. And it's just, it's just to me, it's putting right next to each other that the, the the problems is that the problem is that there's a lot of people who want to make money and that the people who control the world, these VC funders, these people who will drop 30 million on a, uh, you know, a punt, like some technology that may or may not go anywhere. You know, if they lose 30 million, eh, but if they make, you know, if you put 30 million into a project that makes a billion, great. You're even richer than you were when you had $30 million to lose next to all of the terrible lockdowns, the deaths, the, the, the stress of just trying to work from home and managing all that. And it's like, why aren't we using all of this money and effort to solve the bigger problem here? Which in the, in the answer is because you can't make any money off of it. You can't. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the problem is that the solution to COVID is unfortunately to lose some money. And that's not going to nobody's going to take that vet. It's bad for business. And that's what makes the world go around. I don't know. I was just, uh, and then I got on my commie rant because right. <laughs> once, once I had a drink as, or two, I'm like, as you do yeah, at a Christmas right. party. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think to have supplemented that rant, you, you could have gone out off about how like it, the reason we're in this mess in the first place is because people decided to put profit over people and um, and not create any sort of infrastructure or, you know, or even when we were in the thick of a pandemic, I think to your point, use that all that largesse to yeah use the the extra 30 mm -hmm. million that these random vc funders have to say hey look stay home <laughs> stay home yeah. for six weeks here's a hundred thousand dollars like you could i don't know i mean obviously that doesn't scale well but uh yeah i it's just i had a lot of emotions in that christmas party because <laughs> because it was just like bare bare naked is is the issue and bare naked is the solution and, and we're not putting it together right in my opinion and yeah information disinformation who knows well in your rant what, what if i'm in the matrix dude who knows oh, what if gosh. i'm asleep right now you, you know you, you just lose your mind you start thinking about this stuff so yeah much. yeah and it's hopeless and so maybe you know by virtue of that folks just decide that and it's hopeless it's hopeless so... and so they just they decide to live in the matrix right they take the they take the blue the red i don't i don't know the franchise um which is somehow well, getting okay. rebooted well, at the end of the year by the way which i don't know how i feel about yeah and and did you know i mean i think everybody knows this now but the matrix is like you know 
co- code for trans people. It's like it's made. Aren't the Wachowski? Yeah, Lana Wachowski. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I, I think. And it's all about that, and yet mm-hmm. it's been adopted by the right to be. I mean, it's just like anything that the the right <laughs> claims is just terribly misinterpreted. <laughs> it's it's a Frankenstein's monster, you know. Yeah, real monster is. The monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's humans. No, it's, yeah. Like, that's, uh, we should feel sorry for them. Like, that's the, they have, yes. they have pathos. Yeah. They have, you know, great motivations. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, okay, well, uh, clearly you didn't express this in a vacuum. You were amongst colleagues and other people, maybe complete strangers. How was the reception to your commie rant? I mean, I, I I wasn't super, I wasn't this expressive about it all, but I was, everybody is talking about their business there. And so what happens is you start talking about the meta, the ecosystem, the, the things that facilitate the whole business. And I am, I will make snide comments about how our economic system disenfranchises people on purpose and that how we, especially as tech dudes, mostly dudes, are sitting at the upper middle of this of this thing and we should not forget that uh that there are yeah i don't know that 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 the system is imbalanced and we're we're definitely not at the top and in fact we can pretty easily look at the top and go you know all of our problems you know our clients you know our problems our clients (laughs) problems clients problems you guys any seeing anything here uh they're way richer than us (laughs) they're so rich that they can pay us yeah uh, I forget where I was going, but the, the reception is, um, it's, it's surprisingly understanding. I think most, mm. m- most people in that Christmas party would go, yeah, dude, capitalism, man, sucks. And, and, you know, a couple others would be like, well, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, I know it's, we got problems, but it's like the best that we can do. And, uh, yeah. And I think those are just people who have you know, have been propagandized into believing that. And, right. and the people who are building the AI that tells if you have skin cancer from a picture from your phone, mm-hmm. they go, yes, it is a bad system. I find value in my work. I think that I am contributing to society. Uh, I also have a family and need to feed them. So mm-hmm. I can't, can't go to the revolution today. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the majority feeling is, is that second one. Yeah. Or at least but the, 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 mm-hmm. the understanding is nice. It's mm-hmm. nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's great to be validated. And, you know, I think, you know, whether it's in the way that you put it at the party or if it's in, uh, you know, in the other folks' own personal ways, there's uh, to, to resist, right, or to uh, question. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I hope, obviously with my snide remarks, I'm hoping that the guy who doesn't understand takes a second to think a little harder just you know yeah just think about it yeah uh, and uh hopefully then that yeah that snide remark or the way that you pontificated about it isn't all for naught and if it is well it's just one person right although there's plenty of those one people right enough to yeah and some of whom make decisions and like i guess mm-hmm. and lead movements and all this other stuff but like yeah Ugh. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I was one of those people at one time, so I hope that if what I say in a funny, slightly drunken way Mm -hmm, means mm -hmm. that somebody thinks about their reality Mm -hmm. in a different way, that that's good, because I was definitely of the 
of the group that was like, you know, libertarian, right. who cares? Right, right. Team. Do you think and push back or stop me if this is like, you know, too forward, but like, was it, was there a particular moment that like changed your thinking and shifted you totally more toward the left? Or was it like the amalgamation, the, the layering of different things that kind of pushed you? Or was it, you know, the, the move to a place like this? It was, it was like all, all of that changed in like 2015. When I moved to Australia, I saw a socialist healthcare system that seemed to work fine. And in fact, most people quite enjoyed it. <laughs> and now I think most people would be like, why doesn't the U.S. have this? And the answer is because there's rich, corrupt people who want to make money off of sick and dying people. And that's, that's all that it is. Uh, you can have a totally functioning. I grew up, you know, thinking that if we had a socialist healthcare system, it would be worse than what we have now. Uh, I no longer believe that as a result of living in Australia. At the same time, 2015 is when we saw Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders as like leading outsider uh, political candidates. And it, you know, I don't know how, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think that's... I do know how. I do know how people ended up aligning with Trump. Uh, I, I just think that, damn, man, you were wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how wrong was, uh, yeah, he was. But then I also, yeah, the whole 2016 election is a whole thing, and we don't have time to get into it. But it was mostly like, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. watching the political mm -hmm. environment in mm -hmm. 2015, mm -hmm. moving to a different country, uh, and and seeing the first bill come back from the University of Pittsburgh was like, oh, this is a terrible, terrible system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, makes it all the more real, right? Once it affects you. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Once you, if I had lived a privileged enough life to not really have to deal with any of, you know, any real structural systemic mm -hmm. infrastructure issues. And then I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I'm ashamed, but that is what kicked kicked my gear, kicked my butt into gear. So that's that's what it is. Yeah. Um, did you manage to get healthcare before um, you turned 26, or were you in Australia by then? I I worked for a company that gave me healthcare in California. Okay. And then when I had my own company, I paid for my own healthcare, and that was crazy. Ooh, tell me about that. I mean, it's not that interesting. It's like I paid four hundred and eighty dollars USD per month to have healthcare, but that healthcare did not include a doctor. So I also would, did not. I haven't seen a doctor for like five years now, and I haven't had a general appointment. Whoa, that's and. and and here's how I got my dental care is my friend was going to dental school. And, and so I would drive two hours to yeah. go to a, uh, a practice where people were learning how to do teeth cleaning and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was like 20 bucks. Wow. That's a good price, but it is, I mean, plus gas. <laughs> probably could have <laughs> just stayed in town. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, there's probably but, a uh, virtual option now where you can probably just put a camera right and just like <laughs> to your teeth. To, to your teeth. That'd be yeah. even cheaper, but no, that's that's uh that's crazy. I uh I remember thinking, you know, right after school, like, okay, like or rather in the in the days or, or months leading up to twenty six, like, oh, I better get hired at this, you know, contractor like right nonprofit 
fellowship thing. Otherwise, I'm going to have to, what, pay for Obamacare, which would, you know, be really expensive, right? It almost seems better to just get, you know, slapped on the wrist or penalized for not having health care than to, yeah, actually pay for it. And uh, so I'm glad I got hired because I I wouldn't want to deal with any scenario where, yeah, heaven forbid... Uh, I'd be responsible for a bill, <laughs> and yeah. and I think you know I've also like I've gotten a bill from um, UPMC. One time I actually got a bill that was wrong, and I had to go to billing and tell them that their math was wrong, and that was I was I saw red because yeah. uh, this evil entity, right? Genuinely, like, objectively yep. evil entity. I don't care how large they are as an employer. And UPMC, that's okay. University yes. of Pittsburgh Medical System, R- evil entity. Actually, evil entity. I don't care if you're a nonprofit. Yeah, it's uh, true. It is. They're, they're pretty awful. Um, you know, union busting, like, you know, million, you most, know. Mil- most profitable business in Pittsburgh. They taught us that in business school. Yeah. Um, and they had the nerve, <laughs> right, to just, yeah. like, get my bill wrong, right? It's like, on top of all the other evils. Or rather, like, like I was seeing how that evil was being implemented, uh, not just in the community, but even even through its billing. I'm like, how is this a nonprofit? How yeah. how dare you? The, the audacity. Um, and I, I changed my no health care right then and there. I was so miffed. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, your little uh, exchange at work, you know, I mean, we didn't have a party, but it reminded me, I, you know, I had to go to the office this week because uh, our team wanted to discuss, I don't know how sincerely, but like strategies for 2022 when honestly, like it's the end of the year, why don't we just drink? But we did eventually go drinking. And, okay. um, but uh, another part of that day was once again having, because I think the last time we went into the office was around like June or July ish. And at that time, we had like maybe for like an hour or so, somebody from employee assistance or resilience, like some, you know, somebody related to counseling services that are paid for by the company. It's like one of their one of their vendors or what have you. And so we had another person come in, talk about resilience. And uh, one of the... Resilience, inter- what is resilience defined as? Right, resilience is like, I guess, the idea of, the, of sort of... The pa- powering business th- is resilience? Or the- no, the, the person is talking about the concept of resilience, being an employee in the midst of all of this grief and change and, you what? know, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, you know, what? actually... That's crazy. Yeah, creating a space for employees, like, especially, you know, I guess in, in this case, our team to talk about... Okay. Our feelings and to talk about... Okay, all right, that's different. Right. I thought you were like, your company is, is has hired somebody to tell you how to be strong to work for the company during a pandemic. No. I mean, they... I mean, they talk about, like, ways that... And there are uh, different modalities throughout the company that HR has done to... Um, be i think a little bit more uh what is it i think to tap a little bit more into self-care right like there's an app or some sort of process i think they're sort there's they're going to unleash it unveil it like next week but it's called like my break which i don't know what that is but like i'm rolling my eyes yeah Just same li- same for the listeners you know, I'm, they're, they're in the back of my skull. they're giving us this app i think called sleepio to somehow improve sleep 
Take uh, the money that you use to make that app and just give it to your and employees. And just give it to your employees. Give them more time or give them more money. Give them more time off. Don't make it... F- don't make an app. You would think, all right? It's it's insulting, right? To to yeah, kind of to, dr- really, to drag yeah. people. In any case, there's this person, and you know, licensed clinical social worker. Their expertise is talking to like uh, folks with severe mental health issues, you know, uh, the trans population. So obviously, they know how to deal with with trauma, or rather, with 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 dealing with very heavy sorts of things, and. Two of the insights I got from that conversation at work was um, a real acknowledgement that employees are losing the emotional bandwidth to cope, right? With it, right? Like, like, well, and then, yeah. and, and the way, yeah, well, the we way, well, but the way that they sort of understood that is they um, disclosed, and it didn't even dawn on me, but like, there have been employees that have committed suicide. Or have had children that committed suicide, and who, um, I, God, we should put a content warning. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that, uh, and that just it kind of it, it, it kind of shocked my system. I was like, oh shoot, like yes, like it, 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 like there is this rampant, widespread suffering going on, and um, it's it's heartbreaking. And maddening that mm-hmm. the systems that are in place, whether there is for mental health or for, you know, time off or for pay or what have you, are not enough for people to just, you know, um, be able to kind of go on. And uh, the it didn't seem like a justification, right? Like, I think there was a genuine sadness attached to like, well, yeah, we like part of our, part of our role in these times and in, you know, before and after is, Mm -hmm. is dealing with employees who, um, yeah, take their own lives. And, um, of course added a little bit of like, well, now I could see past the point of my own suffering, right? Because like, I could understand that others were as well. But yeah. it also made me incensed that this has to be a function of yeah. um, of someone's work and, <sighs> and the company, right? And yeah. whose failure is that? I mean, it's systemic is always the, the easy answer. But obviously, yeah, I mean, somebody's job now is to think about that and facilitate this meeting and try to... I don't like that's not fair to that person in HR, you know? It's I don't know. I I don't know either. It was a really sobering moment at work and uh I wanted to talk about it over drinks, but it would have of course like I would have had to have more drinks and that would have been mm. I would have gone into my own rant about that. But um the second thing is um I want you to look this up, but cuz I've never heard about it before, but post traumatic growth they were talking, they, they introduced that, like, have you folks heard about, we all talk about post-traumatic stress, but, like, what about post-traumatic growth? It's something that's really new, and that, like, in the, we're doing some sort of emerging research into it, and I'm like, what? Oh, this hip new thing. What? Post-trauma growth. Um. That's, that sounds like um, a marketing, that just, that sounds evil, it sounds evil. And, um. For, for your company to bring it up. It's it sounds patronizing, and uh, again another like level of uh, insulting. 
But yeah. Uh, well, look this up with me because I didn't cop. I didn't take the picture of the slide. But is there a uh, textbook definition for what post-traumatic growth is? I'm sure this is not verified by any kind of like American Psychological Association or some sort of association of social workers. But at the same time, I'm like, what? It seems like something that you can just. All right, there's a Wikipedia entry for it, but it, it seems at the top of my head. Guess what? If you're in a period of trauma and then you exit that period of trauma, you're going to go through growth. Like what? And, and the idea that your employer is bringing it up is like, that's the really evil, icky part. Like that's the part that I do not approve of. Obviously, growth is good, even post-trauma. But the idea that your employer is thinking about that and like, I don't know, it kind of sounds like they're egging you on to get over it or something, you know? <laughs> Yeah, 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 or or at least that you know. I I think it seems like a lazy way to just say like, oh no, you're stronger than this, right? And you know, it's it's of course it's a coded way of saying, to your point, that it's yeah, um, you've got a job to do, so you should just do it, right? And that they're yeah. you know, and I couldn't help but feel like th these two insights were sort of dependent on each other right it's like yes they're like there are people who are actually killing themselves right um and so they have not reached this element they have not reached this this state of in many ways like uh, the, the self-actualized <laughs> or um somehow just you know past survival state um and into post-traumatic growth and i i just couldn't help but feel really uh stymied again by the resources that exist in general right that it's the 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 perceived helplessness of it all and uh and then the fact that again this is somebody's job which you mm -hmm. know which is to kind of deal with um is to kind of is to clean up that mess that the company or other entities right large or small make on employees and uh and probably assess them and deal with them inadequately right probably the best they can do is uh refer them to a more qualified or somebody who can talk to them on a longer basis and uh and take it from there which uh yeah i, I to me isn't good enough right uh, yeah i don't know this there's a whole lot yeah yeah, I know. I know. Right there. I know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've said my piece. It, it seems wrong that your employer would bring that up. It seems wrong that there's somebody in the company that that does that. It seems wrong that people have to die while they work for a company that only, you know, that profits off of them explicitly in, you know, a literal contract that describes their remuneration <laughs> and their, yeah, and their healthcare is bundled into that same system that has failed that individual. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's comical if it weren't so, like, tragic. Yeah, real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I don't know if uh, it, it's it's interesting that your whatever that that one person at work is mentioning. I think like these kind of concurrent parallel realities about the workplace and yet very mm -hmm. real, right tragedies that are happening. 
So profit happening despite all of that is uh to to bring it back to it. Cause for concern, cause for alarm. Uh yeah, why wouldn't you uh drink an extra shot or two just to uh, comprehend all all that was being said? I want to turn it around yeah, on a slightly yeah, 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 yeah. happier topic because mm-hmm. you can organize people in a way that uh, benefits them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For example, <laughs> right? uh, th- there's this petition making the rounds in Australia, uh, EN3547. This is a petition to allow uh, people who have been working in Australia, uh, con- the, the quote is contributing to the economy, supporting the economy during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, it describes the economy taking many forms, work, study, paying rent, paying taxes, supporting local businesses uh, and retailers. Yeah. Uh, the request is to allow a pathway to permanent residency for people who have been here uh, or, or done the, the last things that I just said, which is really big because um, that would mean that a lot of my friends who are stuck in this weird visa limbo and don't know what's going on, like... I'm I'm lucky to have gotten out in into a uh, pathway to permanent residency myself potentially, um, but you know everybody else at the hostel doesn't have that really, uh, and and this is just a petition, so it's not legislation yet. Um, but New Zealand and Canada have already uh, created a pathway to permanent residency for people in a similar situation in those countries, which kind of gives me a lot more hope that that might happen here. And if that does, that's, you know, that's really life-changing is, is to be allowed to live and work in another country. That's just, you know, huge. So I don't know. I'm really excited about that. I don't know what will happen. I don't know what the timeline is, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, EN three, five, four, seven, go sign that petition. Uh, I think there's something like, yeah, 31,000, 31, zero, zero, zero thousand. How do you say that number? 31,000? 31, 31, yeah, thir- yeah, 31, comma, zero, zero, yeah, 31,000. <laughs> 31, <laughs> yeah, not, 31, not 30,000, 1,000, like, <laughs> I, I yeah. don't know how to say numbers with more than three digits, <laughs> four digits. I think I could do four yeah, digits. I think, yeah. <laughs> but more than that, I don't know how to say the number. <laughs> um, so, well, uh, residents, and I'm sure, right, like, aliens can, can sign it, though, right? Can anyone sign it? I think I read that you, when you sign, you say that you're uh, a resident of Australia, and mm-hmm. I consider myself a resident of Australia because I am, because that's how my taxes say that I am. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you can't can't go on what your taxes say. <laughs> well, the whole system breaks down. I know. <laughs> um, so I've signed it. Obviously, a lot of all of my friends have signed it. We're passing it around. It's like this weird. It's this underground, not underground. It's like this subculture of hostile people of backpackers. There's like a network, you know, and there's a lot of language disconnects. So I thought that I was late to the party, but I went to a literal party yesterday uh, <laughs> and, and brought that up. And there were some people who didn't know. And, I, and you know, they, they weren't native English speakers. So I never know what's gone through, like how these ideas disseminate. Mm. How do you if I have if if I have this pe- petition, I support it. You know, I post it on social media. I talk about it. But how do these things actually get around to the people who need to know about them, especially 
you know, this would change these people's lives. And they were like, what, what, this is great. You know? And I was the same way two days ago. I don't know how these things get publicized. But well, word of mouth is still uh, very yeah, it's still very reliable. It's it's great. I'm pretty sure word of mouth is the reason Squid Game was a thing. Um, so if if that can happen, then then so can this. I think it's really uh, heartening. I, I, if Squid Game can <laughs> Kevin, happen. So can not this, literal right. Squid Squid Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you I know. know. <laughs> The popularity, the popularity of a TV show. and it's it's yeah, um, it's incredible indictment of capitalism. Um, how do you think that if you hadn't maybe tapped into the whole hostels, like I guess if you and you had ventured to Australia any differently, would you have like I guess found this sense same sense of solidarity with kind of you know. I guess non-resident, or I guess you know, or, or or yeah, immigrants to to Australia. Like I guess you know, if you hadn't connected with folks who, in many ways, are sort of living that transient life, or for or just making, yeah, making their way. Um, would you have I don't felt think as strongly? That there's any other way that I could have gotten to Australia? Mm-hmm. It's like I also lived that transient life for like two two years, maybe. Uh, and and probably will again. I don't I don't hate it. Like I, it's pretty cool. It comes with a lot of camaraderie and you know new experiences and yeah. But I don't know how else I would do it because I didn't. If if I had a family member here, that would be different, I guess. Hmm. Like if I had lived with some uncle that that lived mm-hmm. in Australia, mm-hmm. I guess that would be the other way that you do it. But otherwise, I uh, I think this is the only way that you do it. I, I, I don't know. I could be a mail order bride. I guess is the, another way. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you could you could be one of those uh, reality TV like ninety day fiance folk where yeah. yeah you're just a fish out of water and you create drama because you're insecure and no one's given you enough of a um yeah just it, enough of a paddle or an oar. <laughs> so okay okay. Okay, yeah. I I mean I, I I'm always astounded, Taylor, by how, um, I mean y- y- you're incredibly resourceful, resilient, and and you know and just brilliant, and and you you can you know fit in any sort of environment. But I think the fact that you've up and left for Australia and are doing what you do, uh, and are setting yourself on right to a path of uh to the path of, of permanent, I was gonna say employment. Gosh. Uh, but a residency. Oh, I, I know, not. I know, I Dude, hope not. Permanent employment. Permanent employment. Gosh, it's really just steeped, embedded in our language. Uh, but you know what I mean. Uh, I think that's that's, yeah, that's yeah. tremendous that uh, well, that's your story. Thank you for the, the compliments. Uh, thank you. Uh, heard, well received. But I will say, not, not to discredit you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't even feel like a choice. Like, it doesn't. I don't feel like I made a choice coming to Australia. I felt like I was always going to do that. And it was just like a set of opportunities that allowed me to stay up until this point and hopefully stay longer. And, and maybe this is one of those extra golden opportunities. Uh, EN3547, please Google it, sign it. <laughs> and uh, it'd be great. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm, I think it'd be really interesting to to monitor this. Um, if you have any updates, please please share when you can. For sure. This uh, 
the petition's open until December 22nd, so I don't think anything, you know, I expect people to sign those numbers to go up, but I don't expect to have any fun, wonderful news for another, you know, until the late, late January. Works for me. Yeah. Is that the show? Yeah, I think that's the show. Well, it was lovely talking with you as ever through all of the uh, all of the changes that I think we're we're both going through. It's it's pretty wild. Even though COVID is different now, mm-hmm. it is still our lives are still rapidly changing, and that's uh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. fun to document, fun to talk about. Absolutely uh, agree, a hundred percent. And the. Uh, again, like uh, us using this platform is, uh, I'll speak for myself, the way that I, I think I'm, I'm getting through all of this change and all of all of this upheaval. So, yeah, as always, Taylor, great to talk to you. Great to have this.